When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Well, hello there. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. It is Friday. Come on in. Sit down. We're going to have some fun over the next couple of hours. Talking smack about what's going on in the world. Mayor Eric Adams of New York City is an a-hole. Uh, Mayor <laughs> Eric Adams, uh, mayor of, uh, of New York City, uh, is going to sue 17 charter bus companies uh, contracted by Greg Abbott here in Texas to send border crossers, migrants, illegal aliens, to New York City. And so uh, Mayor er- Eric Adams has decided to sue those bus companies for $700 million. Uh, about 34,000 uh, folks have ended up ended up in New York City from Texas. Uh, and this specifically on the buses that Greg Abbott has sent out, which I think is badass. And uh, the great and mighty New York City is, is just having a real problem with these 34,000 people. We don't. We got to cut resources for folks here in the city, so your garbage isn't going to get picked up. Uh, I guess they're going to shut down all the libraries. All the government services are going to go bye bye in, in the most one of the most populous, rich, and influential cities on the earth. Because Greg Abbott has sent thirty four thousand. What about the ones Joe Biden has sent there? Are you going to sue those bus companies too? Probably not. Because so, Eric Adams is saying. Uh, it's cost the state of New- first off. Uh, Greg Abbott is inhumane. He's cruel. He's a Nazi for sending migrants to sanctuary cities because we can't handle it here anymore. Th- there's no infrastructure. There's no resources at all. We have towns in Texas that have been functionally erased under the glut of of the migrant population flowing across the border. All right, a smattering go to New York City, and a smattering of a smattering are sent there by Greg Abbott. I would submit to you the lion's share of folks who are illegals who are showing up in New York City are probably riding on Biden buses and getting off of Biden airplanes more than Greg Abbott buses. But the the whole argument is stupid, and 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 Adams knows this. Adams knows this lawsuit has no you you can't sue a bus company. Because they're not providing care for the people riding on their buses. He's saying he has to do this to cover the costs of uh, uh, all the money we have to put out here in NYC for the illegals. Obviously, it's a bad legal argument. There is no legal argument. He's making a show of himself. Actually, in my opinion, he's making a grand ass of himself. 
Uh, but he knows that he knows there's no validity to this. And I suspect uh, Eric Adams, like a lot of, a lot of other mayors of sanctuary cities, uh, somewhere in his pea brain is aware of the deep hypocrisy that is on full display for everyone to see right now. And and these are people who are largely not embarrassed by that because their support base tends to be populated by morons. Uh, and if you tell a moron, Greg Abbott's Nazi putting these people on buses, well, okay, they'll just swallow it whole and believe it. Uh, but I'll tell you this, before they, I guess, had a migrant crisis, which is hardly a crisis comparatively when you look at the amounts of people coming into Texas and the other border states. Uh, hey, Eric, people were fleeing New York before the migrant crisis. People were fleeing. We, we, you and I, uh, by his argument, you and I should sue the airlines <laughs> that are fl- flying, you know, on the U-Haul rental trucks that people are dragging into Texas from freaking New York to get the hell out of there. Uh, you know, I, it, 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 it's what, what's going on right now, and this is just my simple cave dwellers take on this thing, is that the migrant crisis, when you're dealing with millions of people who are now in this country, when you're dealing with, you know, records being broken on a daily basis as far as the amount of people coming over, because it's getting worse by the day. And people like Eric Adams and Hochul and, and all the rest of them and the, the mayors of Chicago and Philly and Baltimore and D.C., Denver is all over the place now because they have a migrant crisis. They need federal money. They need more money. It, the problem itself, now, backtrack real quickly, and you already know this, the, to me, the, this whole migrant crisis is, is, is intentional. There, there's a couple of things at play here. First off, they had to erase Donald Trump's legacy as quickly as possible. It wasn't just the border stuff that they rolled back in that first week. It was a lot of Trump stuff. Trump's the bad guy, so you can't have him showing any success on the border. So we got we got to erase all the gains he made along the border and act like we inherited a broken system from him. Secondly, yeah, you're looking at it politically. The idea is you give these people free crap, they come here, and they're going to vote Democrat for the rest of their their lives. I mean, that's I think we're all aware that that's really what's at play here, and it's a, a really thin and cheap reason for destroying people's lives and destroying entire towns uh, and cities. But the problem is that they've allowed the the problem or the crisis to get so bad. This is my opinion. So bad. Because for the longest time, they acted like it was not going on. For the longest time, guys like Eric Adams and the rest of them, uh, Biden, uh, KJP, all of them have been acting like there is no migrant crisis. Over the past three years, how many times have you heard that? Oh, this is just mega rhetoric. They're xenophobes. They're racist. They're white supremacists. And they're trying to uh, scare people, you know, into voting for them or supporting them or whatever. There's no real migrant crisis. It's inflated. It's artificial. It's Fox News. Get out of your Fox News bubble. But see, the problem is so vast now. And it's practically affecting almost every community in America. That you, you, they can no longer act like it's not going on. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? They can't, they can't, they can't just dismiss drone shots, you know, over Eagle Pass as uh, mega hype uh, and 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 all that stuff. They have to accept that it's actually going on. But now it's not a crisis along the border in Texas. It's not a crisis in Arizona, New Mexico. It's not a crisis in California. All these other states. It's not a crisis until it shows up at their cities. Then it's a humanitarian nightmare. The estimations for however many people have made it here, and they're all just estimations because we don't really know. But you hear words or numbers like 15 million, 20 million. Uh, and so, yeah, when you have uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of a you know one of the major cities, not just here in America but on planet Earth, and and he's screaming his brains out about Greg Abbott and about these bus companies because Greg Abbott sent thirty four thousand people there over the course of what like a year thirty four thousand compared to millions upon millions of people. Yeah, you know, he's pathetic and it's embarrassing. The problem is, I don't know how we, you know, walk back from this. These people are here. They're here. More are pouring over the border right now, even as I speak. And that crap's going to continue throughout this entire election cycle. Because who's going to do what? Between now and Election Day, who is going to do what? Uh, Apart from what Greg Abbott is already doing. The barbed wire with the floaty things, you know, with uh, uh, enabling law enforcement to arrest folks that they suspect are illegal or what have you. He's, he's doing, Greg Abbott, in my opinion, is doing whatever he's able to do here in Texas. <coughs> and uh, he's called inhumane. Now, again, let me just go a little long here in this segment, but just, again, wrap your mind around the truth of this stuff, the reality of what's going on. Busloads of these people show up, or or they just walk across, or what have you, have you, and are in any number of towns in San in in, in Texas. Let's just use Texas as our example. These towns were overwhelmed months ago, if not years ago. We were three years into this. They're, these people are showing up, and they don't have any resources. They don't have water. They don't have food. They don't have places for them to stay. They don't have hospital facilities that can, uh, or medical uh, 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 the ability to help them medically or check them out health wise. They they simply don't have that stuff. It's not there. So, if you're sending them to a sanctuary city that does have some resources, because they're sanctuary cities, plus they they apparently if they're a sanctuary city, they want these people there. Wouldn't the humane thing to do in this situation is to send these people somewhere where they can get water, where they can get food, where they can get uh, a place to sleep, where they can get health stuff? You know, that actually is the humane thing to do. But of course, everything's upside down right now. And because uh, Greg Abbott is making Eric Adams look like the supreme hypocrite that he actually is. Well, now it's a crisis. Now we've got to start suing bus companies. Now we need money from Joe Biden, blah, blah, blah. You, you liberals wanted this. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a, it's a, you voted for this, man. But it's especially nauseating, uh, given that this is New York City. And in previous times, guys like Eric Adams and anybody else uh, that's a political 
creature in, or critter in New York City, even the governor, look at the Statue of Liberty. We can't build walls. The walls are not in line with our, with our values as Americans. Look at that statue welcoming all those huddled masses. This is not who we are. I mean, that's the crap you hear. You've heard it out of Nuremberg here in this stupid city. In this, I call it a stupid city because it's becoming that. But you've heard Nuremberg say that same crap. All these mayors of all these sanctuary cities say the same crap. That can't build wall. Trump, he's building walls. Keeping people out. That's not America. But again, they start showing up on their doorstep, and suddenly they don't want those dirty Mexicans and those dirty migrants uh, you know, dropping their property values and going to their freaking libraries. No, no, this is a humanitarian crisis. I mean, between DeSantis and the Martha's Vineyard thing and what Greg Abbott's been doing for a while now, if if nothing else, the spotlight is shining brightly on the deep and pathetic hypocrisy of the left in this country. You people. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Alex, how are you? Right now. Hey. <laughs> hey. hey, man, what's hey, going on? Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year, brother. It's going to be an interesting one. So, yeah. Yeah. But don't build no walls except around Obama's house, <laughs> Martha's Vineyard, right, right, right. And Hawaii, and California. And right. I'm sure Joe Biden probably has one around one, a couple of his houses. Okay? Oh, yeah. People are such hypocrites. It's amazing. And what's more amazing to me is their followers. It's a religion, dude. Well, it's it is. It's not even a political party at this point. It's, it's a religion. It's very cult-like uh, in that you, you don't question. You don't question leadership. And uh, as far as climate change, Trump, uh, you know, uh, the trans stuff, it is they act like religious zealots. And, and you don't, no, go, ag- you don't go against the orthodoxy at, ever, at all. At all. At all. Well, I mean... Look, look at, I mean, evidence. I mean, we used to base decisions on evidence. Right. Facts. Right. They don't. No. But I feel like, you ever hear, you ever listen to them, okay? Even Corinne Jean-Pierre, okay? Ugh. We want the American people to feel that all these programs that Joe Biden has put in place are working. <laughs> it doesn't need to be felt. I can tell you where I feel it. My freaking pocketbook. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's where I feel no, it. No, well, it, 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 what's the other? What's the, what's one of the default arguments you hear? Well, if we've made a mistake, it's with th- that we haven't explained this properly or as clearly as we need to to folks, and and that's we're sorry that you're misunderstanding in other, yeah. us. In other words, you're too stupid to understand. Exactly. I I got to okay. run, man. I'm just out of time, Alex. It's always a pleasure, man. You know. I just didn't explain that clearly enough for you, silly rubes. 210-599-5555 at Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Kind of tackle a local story that's... Got a lot of people losing sleep. I mean, a lot of people are losing sleep over this story. I I know myself, I've had several sleepless nights just wondering about the truth of this thing. 
It involves a, a local city councilman. <laughs> Our favorite uh, from District 2, Jalen McKee Rodriguez. Jalen McKee Rodriguez uh, apparently is the victim of, his words, vicious rumors about his appearance. James and Don, my, my wife brought this to my attention last night. S.A. Current published a story on this. It's very, very vicious. It, these are vicious rumors because people are claiming that Jalen got some injections of some kind to, uh, I, I don't know, de-wrinklify him or, or make him more womanly. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But he, <laughs> what does that even mean? It know. means he took a flat iron to his forehead. There's <laughs> flat iron. There is no crease, nothing on that dude's forehead. He looks like a balloon. His head looks like a balloon. And he he posted a video. And I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not quite sure if this is a joke or for real. If he's pulling, you know, I don't I don't know. But he posts this on X, addressing the vicious rumors about my quotations, alleged change in appearance, and this is what Jalen has to say. Okay. Oh, you oh, oh yeah. Let's go ahead. Yeah, and roll you got you gotta give me a heads I'm up sorry. on that. <laughs> it's Friday. I'm lazy. I know. Hold on. Let me just cue this back up. <laughs> sorry, man. All right, take two. Take two. Here's Jalen McKee Rodriguez, City Councilman for District One. I really just want to put to rest any rumors that I've had any work done. Really, I'm just sleeping more than I ever have. I am drinking a ton of water. I'm used to being super dehydrated as a teacher and not wanting to take bathroom breaks. What? Um, I'm eating healthy. It's just, this is really how I'm meant to look naturally. This is how I'm meant to look naturally. So you were born a balloon. He looks like he looks like a he's drinking more water and getting more rest. He if you look Don, I don't know if you've seen the pictures yet. I have. You posted it on your Facebook. Page. He looks like a balloon, man. He looks like something you'd see floating down uh, you know in front of Macy's on Thanksgiving Day. He's, he looks like he's inflated. <laughs> he looks like he's filled with helium. As soon as I saw this, immediately I go to Elaine and I said, uh, stand by. We need your expertise. On this yeah, one. I mean, what right. did she say? Oh, Elaine was like, oh, that's all lip filler. That's Botox. Uh, you, you, if you look at a still of the video he posted and you look at his lips, you can see the swelling line around his freaking lips, man. He looks like a freaking balloon. This guy's a clown. Vicious, and who's spreading these vicious rumors? Who cares enough about what Jalen McKee Rodriguez's face looks like that they're start? Is it his students? Mister Mister Rodriguez looks like a balloon. I mean, that's like saying I have a vicious Chihuahua. How how, how scary? How vicious but, could rumors be about this? About right, like anybody. Can, but then he ends it with, "This is how I'm supposed to look naturally." This is the Jalen that's been locked within, that has not been able to be, you know, to get out and smell the clean airs of freedom because of all the patriarchy and all that crap and the anti-trans stuff. This is who he's he was born to be before right. the doctor screwed it up and called him a little boy. 
Well, his, his, his eyebrows look great, I'll be honest. I mean, yeah, they're, they're really. up around his hairline, though. They're, they'll be in, his freaking eyebrows will be in, will be behind him if he gets any more procedures, right. man. Next his freaking, too long. Yes, his freaking eyebrows going to have to follow him behind. You know, from behind, you look like a balloon, Jalen, and you're a dude, Jalen. Well, you're you a know, dude. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He was, Maybe he has some allergies. And he was maybe he got stung by a hornet. By a bee. Or, maybe, you know, maybe he's got a seafood allergy, shellfish or something. Maybe he ate a bad oyster. You know, went to Red Lobster and, and overindulged. He looks like a balloon. <laughs> Don't tell me you haven't had any work done, dude. If he's allergic to anything, it's common sense. <laughs> <laughs> Point Jimmy. 210. 210-599-5585. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. It's Sean. It's Friday. So, yeah, we're screwing off a lot today as much as possible. We'll get to some of the heavier stories, but Don Morgan just sent me something. Uh, actor David Soul, uh, who played Hutch, I think. He was Hutch. Uh, Hutchinson. H- on Starsky and Hutch, has passed right. away at the age of 80. Wow, man. That... You know th- those shows, and I I'm going to get old farty on everybody now. But Don James, you know you, this, the the era of television back in the 70s, um, when you, yeah you had a lot of the great sitcoms that were groundbreaking, like All in the Family and all that stuff. But m- some of my favorite shows from the 70s were the cop shows, right? Because they were you know they were very gritty. They were you know very urban and very gritty. Uh, and uh, Starsky and Hutch was a great show on so many different levels. Uh, and I, you know, as a little kid, I never missed it. And, and when you think of Hutch, David Soul, can any of us, when you hear his name, doesn't the first image that pop in, pops into your head is him doing the butt slam on the hood of the car? <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, in the opening credits. The yeah. But you know yes. what I mean? Like David Soul is right. remembered. I mean, apart from you know everything else he did, he's remembered for that one scene. He's the guy that took the butt slam that landed on the hood of the car on his ass in the opening credits of uh, of Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, but God, that, that cool was a Tom Scott theme song playing. Had, had a great theme. Uh, yeah. The car, what kind of car? I don't know anything about cars. It was but a Ford Gran Torino. Gran Torino. Yeah, with the with the stripe thing down the side. That was iconic. This is the show also that brought us Huggy Bear. <laughs> right. But Starsky and Hutch was a. It was just a cool show. And a lot of those shows, again, I, I love Beretta. Beretta was a great show. Starsky and Hutch, Kojak, all that that string of shows, they were all very gritty and yeah. very well done, very well written. That one, that one in particular. Oh, yeah. You know. Is this the music? Oh, crank it yeah, up, There man. we go. Yeah, man. <laughs> Funk synthesizer in the background, man. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's 1976 all over again when you hear that. <laughs> you know exact. I'm watching a cop show. I'm either watching yep. a cop show or a cop movie when I hear this kind of music. Yeah. Uh, or a different kind of movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a See how you choice. are. Yeah. Perf. Who was the guy that did all the soundtracks for the shows? And the t- Lalo Schifrin, remember that guy? Was that? I'm not so right. sure if I'm saying his was, name correctly. He and, uh, Mike Post did a Mike lot Post a lot, but yeah. Starsky and Hutch was a great show. I, I've read over the years that David Soul and, uh, oh, I just went blank on the guy's name. 
Paul Michael Glazer. Paul Michael Glazer were lifelong friends. Yeah, they were buddies. Uh, and uh, David Soul had a lot of health problems, I believe, over the past uh, 10 or 20 years. Uh, and uh, and uh, De- uh, uh, Paul Michael Glazer was a, was a very good friend of his, and they, they stayed close. The show was only on for about four years. Yeah. Um, they did uh, the, 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 the remake with Ben Stiller. Was yeah. it Owen Wilson? And yeah. Snoop Dogg. I didn't watch it. I, I just couldn't bear it. <laughs> and they were actually, uh, Mike, Paul Michael Glaser and, and, and David Soule, didn't they appear in that movie? Yeah, they did a cameo toward the end. Was it any good? I, was it, was it, you know, I, I remember it just being kind of a parody right. of, of, the, of the TV show. Right. Yeah, you know, you... It was interesting in that regard, but uh, it, overall it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't something I would tune into again. Right, right. When you cast Snoop as Huggy Bear, you know, come on. Yeah, that was the best part. Well, I, yeah, I could see that, but, you know, making that into a comedy when it was a really fairly gritty TV show, yeah. I never really got, because they did the same thing with, uh, I'm trying to think of the other movie they did the same thing with. It was an old TV show, and uh, and they made it into a comedy. I, I, oh, I Chips. Just, it might have been Chips, yeah. Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. Chips. A-Team. Yeah. But you yeah. know these were they were great shows, and uh, he didn't really do a whole lot after that. I, I th- that I can think of, he did. Uh, we're talking about David Soul has passed away at the age of eighty. Um, Salem's he, Lot. Salem's Lot. Remember I forgot that? the miniseries. Was that was Lot. incredible. Yeah, he was good in that one. But he, the one thing he, I remember he did, they tried to do a TV show based on Casablanca, which is one of my favorite movies, and in the eight, early eighties. And David Soul played the Rick Blaine character, and it only lasted like <laughs> like a month or two. It was barely. It was a horrible show. Yeah. Uh, but he, you know, he with Starsky and Hutch, and again, I forgot about Salem's Lot. That was scary as hell for a TV show or a miniseries. Yeah. But you know, also we're just we're you know we're all in our fifties now. And uh, Don James, we had this conversation quite a bit. We're we're at that juncture in life where a lot of the people we grew up watching or listening to, mm-hmm. unfortunately, uh, you know, their time is coming, and it's uh, yeah. it's just the it's the circle of life, as they call it. But I, I'm like you in the regards with us, Starsky and Hutch. It was like required viewing. For oh me God, yeah. When and I it, was you know eight nine years old, I could I loved that show. I love that. Sh- I loved all those shows. Uh, I just grew up loving those old cop shows. Well, we didn't have a lot of choices back then. Well, you did. We had well, three channels. Well, it, you did, <laughs> you know, and you you pretty much had to watch network stuff, and and it yep. was you know appointment programming. You had to be there when it was airing. Mm-hmm. And you look at now, I have nine hundred channels. I don't watch any of it. Back then, right. you had to be bilingual to have four channels. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yes, I, I imagine you did. Yes, right. <laughs> You know, but that, that you know, it, it, it's in other words, when you had fewer options, like dramatically fewer options, mm-hmm. but you all, there was always something to watch. Whereas now, you got all the you got options up the yin yang there, and there's nothing on, man. It all sucks. Yeah. But yeah, those but, shows. Know, there were some bad shows back then too, but for overall, because the the competition was so fierce, it had to be good. Oh yeah, they had to bring in the best writers and what have you to to make it interesting. Well, they did, and a lot of those old shows were like little mini movies. I mean, they had the production values of movies, a lot of them. Right. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, the soundtrack and the, the music was done by some heavy. A lot of these shows was done by some pretty heavy hitters who were soundtrack guys in the film world. 
and I, I, I think back on that Starsky and Hodge, Beretta, Kojak. Remember the streets of San Francisco with uh, yeah, Michael, Michael Douglas, Douglas and Carl Malden? And Carl Malden, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the others. And then once you slipped into the 80s, then the whole cop show thing, unless you're watching Hill Street Blues, which I thought was depressing yeah, that, as hell. Yeah. You know, then it's all, it's like the lethal weapon model kicked in, and all yeah. the cops on TV have their 44, you know, in their belt loop of their, you know, their tucked in IZOD shirt with the feathered hair going. The Tom Selleck. The Tom Selleck's, yeah. uh, you know, they. And all that crap, but 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 back in the seventies, yeah, they were really going. And I think that a lot of that was a reaction to the programming of the sixties and fifties, which was very squeaky clean and you know not very edgy and right. You know, uh, in the seventies, kind of the same thing with film. They were trying to do things that had never been done before, and being you know gritty realism was was a part of that whole genre. And they you know Starsky and Hutch was a big part of it. Great show, man. So David Soule was in a Clint Eastwood movie. Which uh, one? I know a listener just called and told me about. It. He Which said Don it? might remember. He was like some vigilante. Or well, something. now I gotta check that yeah. out. Hey, remember he he had a couple of hit records too. Oh God, Don't I forgot about us. that. He did. He yeah, did some that records. A, that was a huge song. Now I gotta look up what Jimmy uh, just brought up here. Uh, Clint Eastwood movie. Uh, let's see here. I don't think it's... Oh, Magnum Force! Yeah. He was in the second Dirty Harry movie. He played one of the young cops. Remember, because in that movie, it was all about renegade cops? Yep. Who, you know, it was gonna, you know, they go to the court system and they get let back out again, so we're, you know, it was a bunch of vigilantes. And I forgot, David Soul was a young actor in that, uh, in that movie. Well, anyway, you know, David Soul, uh, 80 years of age, that's, you know, I consider that young. <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> well, you know, when you can see it from your back porch, it's, <laughs> when you can see it like Sarah Palin sees Russia off, yeah. her, off her deck. Eighty is right. not that old, you know. Yeah. But uh, David Soul, star of uh, of uh, uh, Starsky and Hutch, uh, passed away at the age of eighty. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? Another batch of uh, Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein documents released uh, uh, in this, uh, this lawsuit. Uh, and uh, it, with this batch, what you're seeing are a lot of celebrity names popping up. Uh, Leo DiCaprio, Bruce Willis, Michael Jackson, Cameron Diaz. Uh, and uh, it, 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 what you're, in a lot of the transcripts and this stuff, uh, the victims, you hear their words and their testimony, or you can see, read them. Uh, are saying things like, well, you know, Jeff would, uh, Jeffrey would, uh, you know, he's a name dropper. You'd, oh, hey, I just got off the phone with Leo DiCaprio, you know, and for young, because it, with the Jeffrey Epstein pedophile ring, uh, as we're learning, uh, there was a fair amount of grooming. It, it wasn't like traffickers who just pick you up and take you somewhere. Uh, they were grooming uh, these young girls. Uh, to be a part of this, and I kind of get the feeling with this second batch 
that it was kind of like Scientology. You know, Scientology is well known for trying to attract celebrities. Tom Cruise is the most famous, you know, dude with the Scientology crowd, John Travolta, uh, a few others. And and they, they, they get these celebrities involved, and the celebrities themselves don't really live like your rank-and-file member of Scientology. But the idea is to rope in celebrities so you legitimize it. And plus other people, they say, oh, Tom Cruise, I like Tom Cruise, I want to get involved in this. I'm getting the sense with the with the uh, Epstein pedophile ring that that's kind of what they that's the same trip they kind of laid on these these young girls. Hey, you want to be an actor? Uh, you want to be in pictures? You know, or you you want to be somebody? Or you know, especially in today's culture, or even within the past twenty years, you know, the, the the culture of celebrity in this country has just gone crazy. Everybody wants to be famous. So you start dropping these names uh, around these young girls, and you know they get all excited. Wow, I want to be involved in this. Well, this is great. And what we're also apparently seeing from these documents, and nobody is saying that DiCaprio or Bruce Willis or any of these people were directly involved with Epstein as far as being customers. Maybe they were. I don't know. Uh, Actually, I'm kind of talking out of my ass. I have no idea. Maybe they were. Maybe they weren't. But I think when you read the transcripts of of how these celebrities were mentioned around these girls, very obviously, the celebrities were the allure or the uh, the the fruit they're kind of dangling uh, in front of them, you know, uh, to to get them to go along with this stuff, and uh, just sick all the way around. I don't, do we, God, what did I hear? I heard on Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins last night when I was driving, or yesterday I was driving home, and then I read about it myself. I don't even want to think about Stephen Hawking. I, you know, I, I don't even want to think about Stephen Hawking in an orgy. You know, that's what we were hearing yesterday. James is shaking his head. I'm just saying, look, pure physics are kind of against it. I don't know. But the, the, the big story with the, I'm just saying, how would that even it work. Anyway, um, I'm just saying I think Jeffrey Epstein was a guy and Ghislaine Mas- Maxwell, they, they like to drop names around these young people to make them think that they're entering into a world that uh, is magical and celebrity-ridden and there's money and celebrities and famous people all over the place. And I think that was obviously uh, the carrot on the stick uh, is what I was going for uh, a couple of minutes ago. Now, to what extent these people were directly involved, I, I, I don't know. All, I, all I've been saying, and I'll repeat this, is I think if you and I really, truly knew how big weights uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the heavy hitters in the political world and in the Hollywood celebrity world, how they actually live their lives, would curl your toes, man. It's a freaking Caligula fest. It really is. I'm sure they're PR people, uh, DiCaprio's PR people, and Bruce and all the... Bruce is a little different story. He's got a whole different set of circumstances going on. But, you know, for a lot of these people involved, or who, who are now mentioned, uh, I'm sure their PR people are going nuts. It's just, it's, it's, it's sick all the way around it. And uh, I, I don't know that I believe that anything major is really going to happen as a result of this stuff. It should. We are talking about using children as sex objects, basically. 
The only difference between the uh, the Epstein ring and the traffickers is something I mentioned a few minutes ago. They're not they weren't kidnapping anybody. They were grooming them and slowly bringing them into this world. Uh, by, by a lot of the stuff that you're seeing with the trans community and kids, it, it, they're normalizing something that is really, really, really freaking awful and dark and evil. And, and you do that over a period of time with these young girls. You, you, you layer it up, as it were, as you go along until you sort of get to the point where they're giving Bill Clinton freaking back rubs and whatever the hell else. But you've normalized it up to that point. And apparently, you're also dangling the names of uh, of some of these uh, celebrities in front of these kids. And it does two things. First off, you know, everybody wants to be around celebrities. Everybody wants to be around famous people. So there's that draw. But you, you also legitimize it, right? Well, DiCaprio wouldn't be involved in this if there was anything wrong about it. Right? That's how you go about it. Uh, I, I, I wish that there was the desire and I don't think it exists and maybe they are just too wealthy and too powerful and untouchable or whatever, but this whole thing needs to be brought down. This whole thing around the world needs to be destroyed because if you think it ain't still going on because Epstein's dead and Maxwell's in prison, you're, you're, you're drinking and, and not in a good way. All right, this thing is still up. I, I my thoughts, it's still going on. Uh, but it's it's kind of like uh, when Sound of Freedom came out last summer. People get people are watching this crap on the news right now, and it's the topic of the day. Guys like me are talking about it on the radio, meaning the Jeffrey Epstein thing. Just like in the summertime, we we're all talking about the Sound of Freedom, and we got to do something about this trafficking thing. But just like Sound of Freedom, nothing really happened. There was no great move that I'm aware of to really seriously go after the traffickers. And I think the same thing's uh, true of the of the Epstein thing. I, I think it's uh, people are talking about it right now. It's interesting water cooler stuff. People are disgusted and outraged. But, you know, is is anything actually going to happen? Probably not. That's just me being cynical. All I'm saying is something should freaking happen. But I, I don't have much faith it will. All right, we'll be right back. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi get naked here actually if the councilman from district two is listening who currently looks like a balloon all right uh, uh jaylen uh, this is this might be something up your alley there dude i just called him dude i just misgendered him again listen mister this might be up your your alley here uh, uh there there is a a, f- a ski festival that goes on every year in colorado uh for women so women's only Skiing festival it comes around uh, every year at something called Sunlight Mountain, uh, which is a resort up there outside of Glenwood Springs, I believe. So it's way up there in the mountains, way up there in the Front Range. Boot Tan Fest is what it's called, and uh, th- again, this is for women. This is women hanging out with other women, skiing and stuff. 
And uh, on on Friday night, I don't know if it's the Friday night that this happens, uh, they have a naked ski. They, you can, you know, you can, if you're a woman, you there's one slope <laughs> that you can, <laughs> that you can hang out on, hang out on. You get naked and go skiing with all your girlfriends. And we'll get to naked skiing here in a second, all right? Um, well, this year there's something a little different. Can you possibly guess what it is? Well, at Boot Tan Fest this year, not only are women invited, uh, but people who are merely femme. Femme is a new word, a new label now in the tranny tr- uh, tranny on the tranny trip there. So if you're femme, it means uh, let me see. I gotta I gotta scroll up here real quick in this article. Femme is defined by the LGBTQ dictionary as a term used in LGBT culture to describe somebody who expresses themselves in a typically feminine way. Jesus, my wife is going to say I'm femme because of the herbal tea thing. Um, there are other identities within the scope of femme, such as low femme. High femme and hard femme. James, I've known a few high femmes over the years. Uh, so, I, you know, it, so, in other words, you can be a dude now and and go to uh, the Boot Tan uh, Festival in, in the mountains of Colorado and your hairy ass can uh, ski naked alongside other biological women because you're femme. Jalen, are you listening? I see a skiing trip in your future, and I bet the tax uh, pa- taxpayers of the city will pay for it. Now, apart from the obs- the obvious absurdity of this trans crap, your femme, your femme now was tranny. T- t- is that not tracking well with the focus groups? Got to change it up, huh? But secondly, why would anyone want to ski naked? Bad thing. I've never been skiing. I've no. I lived in Colorado for nine years, dude. Never went skiing once. Never had the desire to put on slippery sticks and and send my ass down a mountain. You never got in a tube and did a never did the, the tubing thing. Okay. I water skied in my life, but I've never I never did. I never had any interest in skiing when I was in Colorado. Just never did. Not, not even cross country. No. Nope. No, or you okay. mean, is that where they on a flat? You're just yeah, it's not a dangerous. No, I, no, <laughs> it's yeah. right up your speed. I, I just, yeah. I never had any desire to go skiing, but naked skiing, talk about freezer burn, man. I don't think right. they're going to get a lot. You of You sit your ass down on the snow. What's that? I don't think they're going to get a lot of people because a lot of the trans people just like to say they're trans, right? And then they don't want to show, you know. Yeah. When it comes time to put up or shut up. Yeah, they don't want to show the Beans and Frank and, you know. <laughs> the Beans and Frank. Beans and Frank. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I'd be about right in Jalen's case. I'm just saying. Oh, come on. But you see, yeah, I, mean, I just don't think they're going to show up. Because Jay, a guy like Jay, let's use Jalen as our as our <laughs> why as, not as you our mean, you, our starting point here. You've been you've been punting him down the field all morning. Well, he why asked not? for it, man. He got his face inflated with helium. I mean, his lips his lips look like football, so you might as well he, punt. He looks like a sucker fish. Okay, he's, he's. I'm just saying, the guy has had some. He's in. He's got something. He's injected into his face, and he's trying to act like that's not you know not going on. 
but he looks bizarre. I'm just saying, and, and Jalen's claiming, this is who I was naturally born to, this is what I was naturally born to look like, because I'm a woman. R-E-S-B-E-C-T. <laughs> so obviously a guy like Jalen, who is a clown, by the way, ain't going to want to show the beans and franks, you know, on the slopes of Colorado, because then he's not going to look like what he was naturally supposed to look like, right? Because if you're supposed to be a chick, you ain't got those. God, this is a weird show. I can't believe I'm talking about this. I'm just saying naked, skiing never occurred to me, and naked skiing with trannies really has just never come up on my bucket list. You know, it's something I really, really freaking want to do. And I want to say one, a couple of more things about naked people, because I've interviewed a few nudists over the, over the years. In fact, I, I we brought up Austin earlier. I forgot. I'd interviewed a couple of uh, nudists in Austin who were gonna who take an annual plane flight naked. They get on an airplane naked. All right. And one thing I've learned about nudists: first off, they have no freaking sense of humor about being naked. People don't make nudie jokes around nudists. They get very offended. Highly offended. <laughs> You're speaking from experiences. Well, yeah, because I, I offended this person a couple of times because I'm interviewing oh, about riding on a plane naked, and I'm like, do they still offer you nuts? <laughs> <laughs> not, not a single laugh, just silence on the phone, disgusted. And secondly, nudists don't ever tend to be people you actually want to see naked. Like, they're people you specifically don't want to see naked. You know what I mean? Right. Like old yeah. biker chicks. Hey, could you layer up instead of layering down? You know, they're just not people you want to see naked. They have no sense of humor about being naked, and they're not people you want to see naked, and now we're throwing trannies into the mix, man. I just think skiing naked is a very bad idea, whether you're skiing with trannies or not. This is a weird damn show. I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth. People might be, in other words, as a public service, there might be people out there, Don, who are interested in naked skiing. Right. But you throw in the tranny element and the show's off. Holy crap, what a weird time we live in. <laughs> Naked trannies on skis. Number two, uh, Wade, how are you? Wade. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I was at Hippie Hollow uh, a few years back, and I noticed some uh, naked ladies, and I commented on their tans and how they almost look like, like pieces of bacon. <laughs> and their boyfriends and them got up and almost attacked me physically. I started running. You caught well, dude. Were you naked too? No, I would. No, no, no. I was not naked. I was just so you, there to you enjoy called, the scenery of the lake. Well, but yeah, the scenery of the lake. My then, ass. then you saw the bacon ass, and you started to make a comment about it. Well, they kind hey, of, they your kind girls of look like bacon. In the way of other people in the pathway, you know, they were kind of imposing themselves on other people. <laughs> just by being, just by being naked, they're imposing on other people, man. Why do liberals think well, they get... I was not naked, I promise. Well, God bless you. I'm so yeah, happy sure. to hear that, because that was going to keep I'm me up tonight. I'm not the naked type. You wouldn't enjoy me naked at all. I, I haven't seen myself naked in years. Uh, I'm, I'm with you there, brother. I'm just saying naked trannies on skis, that just sounds like a bad idea. And I'm not just talking about freezer burn, okay? Because you well, sit your water skis at Hippie Hollow. Well, but water ski, if you go down into the drink and you're naked, it's not going to hurt nearly as much as if you, you know, slam up against a tree or sit your naked ass down in minus nine degree snow. You know, bad things are going to happen and things are going to turn blue. Two one zero five nine fifty five. I just want some nude- powder that would hurt. Uh, yes, I just want naked people to have more of a sense of humor about it. That's all. You naked people. 
Jalen's out there clearing off his schedule. <laughs> Ooh, I like skin. I'm going to take my balloon face up there to Colorado. Let all, let all them beautiful naked trannies see my naked ass. All right, 210. Ron, I want you to pay for it. We're going to use CPS, Ron, so I can take my naked girly ass to Colorado and be who I truly am. Be my natural damn self with my balloon face. Oh, God. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. <laughs> it's so weird. What the hell is wrong with you? Ain't nothing wrong with me, honky. I want to ski my naked ass down the slopes of Colorado. Looking like I'm naturally supposed to look. This is who I naturally am. Ron, aren't I beautiful? <laughs> oh, yeah. Look a little puffy there, though, Jalen. What do you mean, puffy? I didn't have nothing done. Your mama's a blowfish. <laughs> Point Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> let's take a break. 2102. <laughs> that was funny as hell. Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. <laughs> and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. How are you doing? Y'all have a good time. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555, if you want to call me up and tell me what you're thinking, whatever's on your brain there. Um, I, I, I want to talk about something actually that I, I heard on Riccardi's show last night, and uh, it's kind of a thought that I've had as well, so I wanted to throw this out to you. Um, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on right now, yeah? <laughs> you got uh and everything that we're going on that's going on right now to a certain extent there's two things true about what's going on right now first off a lot of it is history making in other words it's this is not something that's happened before like the border like the the, the border crisis we have not seen anything like this before in american history to this extent we just haven't uh the economy's bad uh, we have the Israeli-Hamas war. We have our ships and our people getting fired upon in uh, Iraq and Syria. Um, we have the Ukrainian war still going on. Uh, we have a lot of this upside-down crap with the trannies and the pronouns and all that weirdness. And I guess this kid in Iowa uh, from yesterday might have been uh, a trans person that uh, killed at least one kid and shot some other people in a high school out there outside of Des Moines. But there's a lot of, you know, just bad, unhappy stuff going on. And the second reality about what's going on right now is we don't have to be living this way. We don't have to be living in this economy. We don't have to be suffering this horrific crisis along the border. And that's not just the people who are coming in, not just the bad guys who are coming in and the violence that comes with them. But you got the human trafficking, you got the fentanyl, that's still going on. People don't talk as much about that anymore, but that hasn't stopped. And all of this really has been brought into our world under a singular administration, the Biden administration. This is policy stuff. This is You can directly look at what's going on in this country and point your fingers directly at Joe Biden or whoever is actually operating him. 
So in other words, we, we, we don't have to be living in this economy. We don't have to have this illegal immigration problem. With the crime in the streets and the, all the bull crap, uh, putting people back on the streets that should be in a cage and all that stuff, we don't have to be experiencing that. And because a lot of this stuff has its origins in politics and in economics, you know, this was brought to us uh, with this administration. So how are you feeling going into this year? I, I, you know, I, Jack was talking about this last night, and I thought it was an interesting point. That there seems to be something off this year. Like I, I, I'm normally I'm a pretty jovial guy at Christmas time and the holidays. I, I had a, a, a couple of issues Christmas this Christmas time because of some grief stuff and you know missing people and things things like that. But by and large, I'm a pretty happy guy at Christmas time. Uh, New Year's. Uh, the general feeling that I've almost always had at New Year's is new beginnings, uh, new year, say goodbye to that crap year we just got through, and let's cast our gaze ahead to the future, and let's make this a great freaking year. You know what I mean? I, I, I take a lot of that stuff seriously in that I try to actually reset my own brain at uh, at this time of year. Clear the decks out uh, you know, uh, on in my mind and... Uh, go into the new year with a, with a, with fresh thinking or a fresh attitude. It's something I genuinely try to work at, and baby, it it just ain't there this year. Uh, are you? And, and again, I want to give credit where credit is due. Jack was talking about this last night, so let me ask you: How are you feeling? A little weird this year, a little off? Because I am. Um, I, I'm I'm not feeling all that hopeful. Uh, I, I think we all know that this is going to be a crazy year predominantly because of the election. And a lot of the stuff that we are freaking suffering right now also hinges on that election. Uh, as far as whether or not it's going to get worse or get better. Uh, depending on who's leading this circus, you know, uh, uh, after the election. Um, I, I saw a, a poll yesterday. I can't remember exactly where it came from. I think I saw it on Breitbart, where they asked a bunch of Republicans, and I'm not a Republican, but they, you know, I tend to vote that way. So I, I was curious. They were asking folks, you know, how do you feel about this election coming up? Do you feel it's going to be legitimate? Do you feel your vote's going to matter? And a, a vast majority, I think it was like seventy percent or something like that are saying, no, I'm not feeling good about it. Uh, I think it's going to be rigged. I, I, I think uh, a lot of dark forces uh, are, are lied against this, allied against this uh, presidential candidate who was a former president himself. He's an American citizen. They don't want him to be president again. And so, no, I'm not feeling good about the coming election as far as its legitimacy. And given that that election is really uh, the apex of this coming year on, and, and everything else kind of hangs off of that, off of the election, I think people are on a bummer. I think people aren't feeling hopeful. I don't think that people are feeling good uh, about going into 2024. And I'm the first to raise my hand and say I'm, I'm one of them. Now, that doesn't have anything to do with my personal life. I'm feeling pretty good about my personal life. And it's a lot of exciting stuff coming up this year. For me personally, and my wife has got a whole bunch of cool stuff going on. But as far as just being in the world and being an American, 
looking ahead to 2024, no, I'm not feeling good about it at all. And, uh, you know, honestly, I can, I can say to you that, uh, you know, New Year's, I, I just I wasn't into it. And it wasn't because I'm not drinking and I couldn't party. It was just kind of a general, uh, <laughs> do you, in other words, do you feel like instead of looking forward to 2024, you're kind of bracing for it? Because that's what I'm doing. Kind of bracing. What's the next big, awful thing that's going to happen? And and I think that's unfortunate because I think, again, a lot of this stuff that we're suffering, we don't have to be living this way. We were paying under $2 for a tank of gas or for a gallon of gas uh, uh, just uh, as three years ago. Uh, yeah, things got messy during COVID, economically speaking. But prior to that, we we were living pretty good, which is why I think the pandemic came our way. Wink, wink, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, say no more. But it it is a damn depressing time in which we're living through. And I think for me personally, what's so depressing about it, uh, when I really let myself think about it, is just how bad people can be. Just how very, very bad, evil, soulless, whatever you want to call it, just how bad people can be. Because I do genuinely believe our own government is the reason for a lot of this stuff, and it's intentional, which means they don't care if you lose your job. They don't care if you can pay your rent or you can pay your mortgage. They don't care what happens to you. They don't care if one of your kids gets murdered by some uh, uh, some uh, uh, ganged up cartel, you know, whatever. They they don't care uh, about all the kids that are being sold into trafficking. They don't care about all the fentanyl deaths. I mean, uh, the fentanyl alone, if that was all, the only thing we were dealing with right now, it'd be a freaking national crisis because it is. How many people die, mostly young people, every year because of fentanyl? So what what really, and I have to work at not thinking about it too much because it does get very depressing. But it is a very depressing thought that the people who are supposed to be, whose responsibility, who what you and I pay them to do with our tax dollars is to watch out for us. And we're the last people on the list, man. How are you feeling about going into 2024? 210-599-5555. Give me a ring. Let me know what you're thinking. It's Sean on uh, News Talk 550 KTSA. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Talking about how we're feeling going into 2024. I'm not feeling good about it. How about you? Here's Greg. Greg, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that uh, we're in for a dark time. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a very positive year. And uh, one of the things I want to point out is with that murder with those kids, yeah. the father the father got a call from the kid. Instead of calling the cops, helped him cover up a crime. Yeah. That's where our, that's where our society is going, and that's why I don't have a lot of hope right now. Uh, 
Now, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm and more so this year than at any other time, and even though it's something I try to do on a regular basis, I'm putting a lot of trust in my faith. You know what I mean? Like That, that kind of gets me through the day. Well, you know what? I'm just going to put my faith in you. Whatever happens is going to happen. Because if you really wallow in it and think about it, it, it can be really freaking depressing when you really uh, see what's going on. Yeah. No, so. Yeah, and I think that uh, yeah, and I think that if we try to turn, I, I'm trying to turn a little bit more spiritual. I haven't right. been, but I think that right now, more than ever, uh, if if the election goes the way we think it is, there's going to be a war, a civil war. You know, I do not disagree with you. <laughs> I, 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 hope, I, I hope I hope everything comes out, and I hope everything legit. But I don't trust the Democrats. No, I don't even trust half the Republicans. So I, I don't either at this point. And I, 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 I think what we have to remember is we're, we are talking about a community of people that you know we no- normally refer to them as the swamp. They're the political class. It, yeah, it doesn't really make much of a difference if you're an R or a D in that crowd. They, they all want this thing to continue, which is why they're all terrified of freaking Donald Trump. Which is why they're working so very hard to keep Donald Trump out of the. Uh, of uh, the Oval Office, um, but yeah, it's 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 kind of a tough year to feel good about stuff. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the call, Greg. You have a, a good New Year, man, as much as possible. Uh, let's hope in uh, 2024. Hopefully, is the year of the Trump. Yeah, I I hope so. And I, I thanks for the call, man. I I I am I'm with Tucker on this one. I want Trump. <laughs> I want Trump. And uh, I want Trump even more going into this one than I did in 2020 or even in 2016. And, and, and there are times where I can't even believe I'm saying that because I, I was the guy for a lot of years who said Trump's a fame hog, he's a buffoon, you know, when he was trying to, when he's first really starting to get into the political arena. Uh, back in the birther days, uh, when he was talking about, let's see, Barack Obama's birth certificate, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Trump, you know, prior to 2015, 2016, had, had talked about running for office for a while. But, you know, I, I nobody took him seriously. And certainly I didn't take him seriously. I, I'm not somebody who has been a Trump fan my whole life. I, I never watched the stupid show and I never read the book. Trump was just a guy that was always kind of around. Oh, there's Donald Trump, right? From the 80s on, Trump was always around. But I, did, I just didn't think about him that much. And when I did, I thought, well, he's kind of a buffoon. So, fast forward to the year 2023, it, it is sometimes interesting to hear myself say, God, I hope we can get Trump back into office. But, you know, he, he accomplished an amazing thing, and uh, he rolled into the political world, got the highest job in the land and i we've talked before about as to why i think that happened i think you would agree that uh you know after eight years of obama i think we're a little tired of feeling ashamed about being americans which was something you heard constantly for eight years and you hear it constantly constantly from the left so this guy rolls in and i voted for him because i started listening to him and he started talking about america first i'm here for you I'm going to get this economy rocking and rolling. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I believed him. And and damn it if he didn't do all that stuff when he got into office. 
He rolls into their world and shows them up by doing their jobs better. And they've been after that guy since he came down the escalator. And they're after him now. And I I want him to be back in the Oval Office. I want him to be the next president because I feel pretty confident as far as what he's going to do when he gets back in there to get us back on some kind of positive track here. I just don't know to what extent I believe that's actually going to happen. Uh, and if it doesn't happen, it, you know, then it, it that also was intentional, and we are in a very, very bad place. So I'll say my prayers every night. <laughs> I say my prayers all day long, actually, at this point. And uh, I pray for him. Pray for us all. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. I really just want to put to rest any rumors that I've had any work done. It's just, this is really how I'm meant to look naturally. Blech.